Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us, and welcome to The Stage, the official performing arts podcast of the NFHS. Lights, camera, action. to the stage. I'm your host, Kyle Mills, and we have a great show coming up. We were joined by Randy Cohen, very special guest. He's the Vice President of Research and Policy from Americans for the Arts, and he's been with the organization since 1991. It was a fascinating interview, and you won't want to miss it. Randy was the keynote speaker of the 2019 NFHS Performing Arts Conference, held at the Chicago Oak Brook Marriott in mid-September. The Performing Arts Conference, or the PAC, as I like to call it, was a major success. There were representatives from 31 states and over 10 different national organizations there. The conference is split up into three different parts. First is the speech, debate, and theater workshops. Then is the combined session. And then at the end of the conference, to wrap it up, are the music workshops. It was my first experience at the Performing Arts Conference, and I had an absolute blast connecting and networking with everyone there. So mark your calendars for next year. The Performing Arts Conference is moving from Chicago to Denver, Colorado, and it's going to be held September 14th through the 16th, 2020. So again, mark that on your calendars. We would love to see you there. And if you're interested in learning more, please visit nfhs.org and the Performing Arts Conference webpage. If you're interested in checking out the presentations from this previous year's conference, they're all up on the NFHS website. October is National High School Activities Month, and National Performing Arts Activities Week is actually this week, October 6th through the 12th. This is a time to focus on the students, coaches, and sponsors involved in performing arts programs. Please try and make performing arts participants feel special at your school this week. I know at my elementary school, we had a program called Crackin' Up, which was the high school theater department would come into our elementary schools and do short skits that students at the elementary and middle schools had written. As an elementary schooler, this came as a complete surprise because we would submit a story and then not know what happened to it. One day we would have an assembly and the high school theater department would be there and they'd call you up on stage if your story got picked, and then they'd do the skits based on the story that you wrote. This was an absolute thrill for those in elementary and middle school, and the high schoolers had fun with it too, especially with all the laughs that they got out of the younger kids. This is something that you can incorporate at your school district this National High School Activities Month. Since we've been talking about National Performing Arts Activities Week, Now is the perfect time to recognize Oak Grove High School in Hattiesburg, Mississippi as the National Performing Arts School of Excellence. The NFHS sent several representatives there this past weekend to tour the high school, attend events, and hand out the award at halftime of their football game. Congratulations, Oak Grove High School. You've earned it. 
Previous winners of the NFHS National Performing Arts School of Excellence Award include Washburn Rural High School in Kansas in 2018, Friendswood High School in Texas in 2017, and Denver School of the Arts in Colorado in 2016. Congratulations again to Oak Grove High School in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Okay, so today we're very, very honored to welcome on Randy Cohen to the NFHS Performing Arts Podcast, The Stage. Randy Cohen is the Vice President of Research and Policy at Americans for the Arts. Uh, He also uh, just presented the keynote address at the 2019 NFHS Performing Arts Conference. Kind of just blew the doors off, opens everyone's eyes. I think everyone's really, really excited um, to go back to their states and organizations and just create change, just advocate for the arts. Um, but Randy, welcome on to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and so Americans for the Arts, for people that don't know, is the nation's leading arts advocacy organization. So over the course of your time there, since 1991, you have done a wide variety of things. Can you just give people in a nutshell kind of what your job looked like maybe in the beginning, how it has transformed into what you do today? Sure, and uh, yeah, lots changed in 28 years, I'll tell you that. Um, One of the things we do are uh, surveys of arts councils and arts funding, and just as an illustration of how long he's been at Americans for the Arts, when I did my first survey of uh, local arts agencies and arts funding back in the early 90s, we didn't even ask for fax numbers because not enough people had fax <laughs> machines. And so we saw those come and go. Oh. And then, of course, now, you know, everything's digital and electronic. Yeah. But, you know, um, what we do at Americans for the Arts is try to help people understand the value proposition of the arts. You know, everybody loves the arts. They inspire us. They entertain us. Um, you know, they, they're fundamental to who we are as individuals in a community. Um, but their benefits go way beyond that. And, uh, but none of that is intuitive, you know. So most people don't realize that um, nonprofit arts and culture organizations and their audiences, $166 billion industry, supports 4.6 million jobs. Yeah. Um, or that, uh, you know, I think your listenership will understand that, oh, you know, our, our, our students uh, and program participants are um, very engaged in school, but uh, not everybody knows that. Um, and, uh, you know, so the arts, they're good for the economy, they're good for health care, they're good for education. And so telling that story, helping people understand the value proposition of the arts um, to us individually, to our communities, to our nation, um, you know, that's a, that's a big piece of Definitely. what we've been doing for the yeah, last couple of yeah, decades. Yeah, yeah. And so why do you think that people that, that may be on the outside looking in that aren't directly involved in the arts, why do you think that we constantly have to fight for funding mm-hmm. for the arts? It seems like it's an issue every single day. It, it comes up if you talk to any arts educator, administrator, hey, hey we need more resources. We, we need more money. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Yeah, you know, and that is just uh, the truth. Uh, and then, um, you know, why we have to be so relentless in our messaging. One reason is, um, uh, is that the leadership and the people who make decisions uh, rotate and move along. So, um, you know, uh, politically, for example, arts are a nonpartisan issue. Uh, and so if you look at the last Congress, um, even though you had a White House that zeroed out funding for arts and culture and arts education and uh, 
public broadcasting. It was the Republican-led Congress that not only reinstated those dollars, but increased those dollars. Uh, and, uh, you know, fabulous leadership from Congressman um, Ken Calvert. And, uh, and so he's a huge champion for the arts. Well, he moved on to the Defense Committee, and now there's new people in yep. leadership positions. So we're constantly finding ourselves needing to re-educate um, our leaders locally, um, our business leaders, um, you know, and, and none of these benefits to the community and to the individual or to students, it's, it's just not intuitive. We just don't yeah. think about the arts that way. Um, but it, it takes relentless messaging and we just got to tell our story again and again and again. So what advice would you give to people, um, I guess even students or, or teachers uh, of the arts or, or administrators, what advice would you give them to, you mentioned the word relentless. Mm -hmm. What other advice would you say like, hey, put yourself out there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I've got a golden rule in Americans for the Arts, no numbers without a story, no stories without a number. And of course, we're all in the story business here. Um, and I mean, I can tell you my own story. When I was a kid in school, whatever was going on outside the window was the most yep. interesting thing happening you know, <laughs> at that moment. Yep. Um, but for me, it was uh, drama, it was choir, um, it uh, was speech and debate that really kept me excited about school and kept me coming back. Um, and uh, you know, if it wasn't for that, I mean, you know, it. I don't know. Uh, but I, I can just say personally, you know, arts and culture saved my life and yes. sent me on, um, you know, a meaningful and prosperous track. And it turns out there's research that shows um, young people who are engaged in the arts are performing better academically, mm -hmm. better grades, better test scores, lower dropout rates. Isn't that something we all want? Even if you don't have kids, you know, yep. we all know we need a better society. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, there's a story and there's a number. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I grew up in California back when Prop 13 uh, was being debated. And, you know, we were student activists because all of these um, uh, opportunities were at risk. And, uh, and, and that was empowering as well. Um, I never would have felt the confidence um, to stand up and uh, talk about the importance of education mm -hmm. and music and theater um, and what that meant to me um, you know to these decision makers without that experience yeah and and there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that say well you know Randy Coney works at Americans for the Arts he knows all the numbers he's got all the connections I I'm I'm just little old me I can't do anything but there are a lot of tools and resources available, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the things we do every year is uh, an um, Arts Advocacy Day in, uh, uh, in uh, March in Washington, D.C., uh, and it's Americans for the Arts and a hundred other national partners. Federation is one of you know, our national yes. uh, partners on this and has a presence there. And we bring about 700 people to Washington, D.C., and we spend a day training everybody up on the issues, the policies, what's being considered in Congress, and then the next day, blanket the Capitol. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, talk about relentless. You yeah. Know, we hit every congressional office, and anybody can participate in that. People who come for the first time, I remember the first time I went to talk to a member of Congress, yeah. uh, so nervous. It's like, Oh my! The hallowed halls. Uh, yeah, you know, the I would be terrified. Yeah. yeah, of Congress. 
they're so happy to see you. They're so happy to meet a constituent. And I did what I was, you know, I said, I told my personal story, um, how the arts touched me as an individual, um, benefited the community, and I had the numbers and the research. And, um, and it was a really powerful meeting. And I was totally hooked after that. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. You're like, I, I am, can do this. I can yeah. do this. I am in. You know? and <laughs> oh, I love it. And that's, and that's everyone's experience. So if you're thinking like, oh, man, I don't think that's me, everybody feels that way. Our website, americansforthearts.org, um, you can find uh, – all of the research and you know mm-hmm. advocacy steps that type of thing and you can even become part of the national movement the arts action fund go to artsactionfund.org can't beat the price it's free yep um <laughs> and whenever there's a federal or state legislative issue related to the arts um or arts education at the department of education for example you'll get an email it'll say hey take action or here's how to set up a meeting uh, with your legislator mm-hmm. Um, so the tools are out there, and, and I would just encourage everybody locally, you know, talk to your city council, your county council, your state legislator. Um, you know, if 100 people talk, you know, call a state ledger, a legislator about something, it's like a landslide. Oh, no, what is happening yeah. with, you know, they arts can, education yeah. in my district? Something's they can't happening. do anything but act. Yeah. If, if parents and teachers and administrators and kids right. are calling and saying, we need help or, or this needs to change. Yeah. You know, a real practical way to look at this um, advocacy is, you know, what do I do? I break it down to three questions. What's the message? Who gets the message? And who delivers the message? We've already talked about some great messages. You know, young people with an education richer than the arts are performing better academically. Arts are good for the economy. Arts are good for health care. And you can find all those messages easily. And then who gets the message? Who's the decision maker here? You know, whether it's a legislator or a funder, a business leader, um, somebody's making that decision and what's important to them. And then just tie that to that messages. Then the third question, who delivers the message? And we're advocates for arts and arts education. And so, yeah, they kind of see us coming. But Bring your neighbors, bring um, your hospital CEO, bring teachers, bring students, mem- yeah. you know, faith community Bring leaders. your debate team. Bring your, yes, yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, have a chorus of voices. And I tell you, it's an advocacy meeting that is not forgotten. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. And, and I'm sure the, the legislators are, are impacted when, like you talked about, National Arts Advocacy Day. Mm-hmm when they see the faces and it's not just an email or a phone call or a memo placed on their desk, it's, it's going to cause them to take action. Yeah. Nothing's more powerful. And you don't have to come to Washington. We'd love to have you for our (laughs) advocacy day, go to americansforthearts.org or just Google arts advocacy day. And you know, you can do it, but they've all got home offices, Yep. you know, and they got plenty of time to meet when they're in their home office. Well, Randy Cohen, thank you so much. Americansforthearts.org. Arts Advocacy Day, if you wanted to, to take the trip to Washington, D.C., um, there's so many resources and tools out there. Um, like Randy just said, just just keep being relentless. Keep mm-hmm. pushing. Um, your voice does make a change. Your voice has an impact. Um, and, and just continue the good fight to increase arts all across the nation. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And just thanks for all the listeners and, and, and all the incredible work you do. Everything you do to advance arts and arts education is important. You're important for doing it. You're not alone. Well, thanks, Randy, and, and thanks, everyone else.
Thanks to Randy Cohen again for that awesome interview. Really, really thought-provoking, whether you're an administrator, a teacher, a coach, or even a student, there's things that you can be doing to help advocate for performing arts programs at your school, in your district, in your state. And again, we really appreciate Randy for coming on. If you're planning to attend National Arts Action Summit in Washington, D.C. on March 30th and 31st and want to connect with the NFHS, please contact Dr. James Weaver. So switching gears a little bit, I do want to remind you that Outstanding Music Educator and Outstanding Speech, Debate, and Theater Educator Forum nominations are due on November 15th. Again, that's the Outstanding Music Educator and the Outstanding Speech, Debate, and Theater Educator Award Form nominations are due on November 15th. Also, the National High School Debate Topic Ballot has five topics left on it, which include climate change, criminal justice reform, commercial agriculture, election reform, and health coverage. These ballots are due by October 18th, 2019. The previous year's debate topic was on immigration, and the current one for the 2019-2020 school year is arms sales. It is an absolutely fascinating topic, and I've loved learning about it, but we will get more into that next episode. We have a very special guest who has been referred to as a titan in the policy debate world. So that's a little teaser there for you to tune in to the next episode. I hope you enjoyed listening, but before you go, please be sure to follow the NFHS on our social media accounts. Our most active one is on Twitter, and you can find us on there at NFHS underscore org. That's at NFHS underscore O-R-G. If you want to get in touch with me, feel free to do so at Kyle Mills, K-M-I-L-L-S, at NFHS.org. You can email me, shoot me questions, comments. I'd love to get in touch with you. Again, thanks for listening to The Stage, and we look forward to having you back next time.